Here we are, episode 11 of the Florida Trail Runners podcast. We are coming off the week of the long play trail run out at Kroom. One of those runners is my guest today, Laura Drake Cole. She's been competing for years with a lot of success in the Ironman, having completed the Kona World Championships a total of 11 times. She's also won the 15K out at the Gasparilla Distance Classic three times and that was three years in a row that she won in the past couple years she's been transitioning into the florida trail and ultra scene which of course with great success ultra running has so much in common with triathlon and you know the iron man ultimately it's an endurance in mind game so hey let's kick it off with laura hey 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 all right sweet so i guess we'll start with a little bit about yourself and where you really started running Well, let's see. I'm 53 and I started running, first started running when I was in my teens, but had that weird Oshkod slaughter knee thing that says, hey, I'll grow it. So I quit running um, and took up cycling and loved biking throughout college and so forth. And uh, then once I started law school, I just didn't have the time to bike. I mean, hell back then, running a mile, that (laughs) was... That was a lot to me, and uh, that was a good workout, so very time efficient. So that's kind of when I started running with probably 20-ish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I know with biking, you were on the cover of the cycling magazine. Yeah, yeah, I was. That was that was crazy. A friend nominated me, and they put me on the cover of bicycling, and um, I think that was 1989. Yeah, we were doing loops out of Fort DeSoto. You know, being a model isn't all that glamorous. First, they kept all the clothes. I'm like, what are you going to do with them? <laughs> I'm a broke college kid. I mean, give me the clothes. <laughs> and then, you know, you're riding around in a circle for like four hours. And I'm like, you got to stand up and sprint and smile. And I'm like, this is exhausting. <laughs> but I'm glad I did it. And I was very, very lucky to get get the shot. Which I guess that transitioned into, you know, the Ironman race. It did. Um, you know, my friends that I had been cycling with, they all said, well, you know, you like to run. Can you swim? And I'm like, well, who can't live in Florida? And I'm like, sure, I can. <laughs> yeah, I barely made it across the pool one, le- you know, one length before I thought I was going to die. But um, you know, joined a group of swimmers, and and that kind of got me into the the triathlon, which to me was a lot of fun. Um, back then, you know, there was no there were no triathlon magazines, there was no internet, there was there's no knowledge of anything in the sport, and um, I didn't even know anybody who'd done an Ironman, but some guy that I trained with said he was going to do it and he got picked in the lottery and I'm like well hell if he's going to do it I'm going to do it and he says I bet you can't and I'm like so of course you know the ego takes over and like, I bet I can and so we both went to Hawaii you know together as as training partners and friends and um, you know we didn't qualify he he didn't qualify I ended up qualifying and you know I'd never I'd never swam 2.4 miles in the ocean I sure as hell never ran a marathon before <laughs> I'm like, well, what, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I found out. <laughs> but we both finished about the same time. And uh, it, it was funny. It was, uh, we're on the lava fields. It's pitch black. I'm delirious. I have no idea what I'm doing, where I'm going. And he's with me at this point. We got about five, six, seven miles to go. And they wanted to pull me off the course because I 
I wasn't feeling well. Let's put, leave it at that. And he's like, oh, no, she's fine. You know, I turned to vomit. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's nothing. She'll be okay. I'll stay with her. We'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm trying to walk into the lava fields. And he's like, no, honey, it's this way. Stay on the road. <laughs> so we, we finished about together. But uh, it was that was that was the beginning of the end. And it became my life. Uh, although running was running was always my strength. Cycling was second. Swimming was last. But it wasn't when I eventually I moved up to Atlanta. I turned pro, gave up the the law stuff for a while, and um, you know it was it was just it was an everyday thing to run a three oh five marathon in the Ironman. It was just that's just what we we all kind of knew who was who and who you know what we were going to do. And it was I remember one time in Brazil I was sort of like I knew what position we were all in. I'm like, could we just skip the marathon and just go get some drinks. I know who, where we're going to end up placing. And we did place exactly as I anticipated <laughs> with me doing my 305 and, you know, someone else doing a 302. So anyway, but it's, uh, yeah, running's always been my love and my passion, but I kind of tend to get injured if that's all I do. So the triathlon kind of helped, helped with that. And then came COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> once, uh, once COVID came um and all the events were shut down i started doing some of these live virtual races where you kind of set your you know send in your gps uh we all start together we send it in by 11 o'clock and there's like placings and you know uh, the guy plays a national anthem over facebook live and it was it was it was kind of a, re a slight return to normalcy and then they had these these challenges like these monthly challenges like how many you know, miles can you do in a month? And, you know, me being competitive, of course, I wanted to do the most. And so I just kept umping my mileage and upping my mileage. And I never in a million years thought I could run 100 miles. And I'm, boom, <laughs> I'm, all of a sudden, I did 200 mile, you know, ultra. So I was just, uh, I just hooked, you know, this, it's such, such different worlds, triathlon and, and, and running and ultras and and that sort of thing even road racing i mean just just ultras are just uh, the people are great it's it's fun you're allowed to get help from anywhere and anyone in in ironman nobody can touch you you know you you can't take a chapstick from your your loved one so you know my husband is, has learned he's he he didn't know anything about this kind of sport when he, he met me and uh, in ironman you know he wants to help me and you know he knows to stand back and in an ultra you know, he can run to the store and buy me a Coke Zero if I want it, you know? Definitely two different worlds and definitely two different kinds of people. What are kind of those weird rules in, uh, like, an Ironman? In Ironman, there's no outside assistance, which means you can't... Whatever you have is what you carry. They'll have they'll have a... What you guys would consider drop bags. They'll have a special needs bag halfway on the bike and halfway on the run. And you can access... At that point, you know, if, if, if it's something you think you need, but hey, if you forgot to put something in that, that's too bad, um, you know, and you can only accept anything from a volunteer or your, what you can manage to carry on yourself. Drafting is not allowed in 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 the cycling portion. You're not, it, it's basically you, it's a time trial. It's you against the clock. Um, especially now that they've they've kind of changed the format. It used to be a mass start, which I thought was super fun because you're racing head to head, and we'd have 2,500 people get in. And now, 
it's kind of been watered down and, and, and you all kind of enter in one by one. And it's, you I've missed slots to Kona because I didn't realize that the girl 20 minutes behind me was actually 20 seconds ahead of me. You just, you know, you have no idea where people are on the course. And that's to me isn't really racing. So, you know, when you hit the road races and especially the ultras, it's like, we're all starting together and whoever crosses crosses and that's the winner. And I love that. And that's just part of my competitive streak, I guess. Yeah. When it comes down to just you versus the clock, not necessarily knowing or seeing when like all the other competitors, where they're at, how fast they're going, what are they doing? Having a good day, bad day. I can't really fathom competing you know, in that kind of format, like just missing like a time slot. Mm -hmm. When does that happen? Kona is and every triathlete's Holy grail. It's the world championships is held there every year. Um, since it's been in Hawaii since 78. And I think they moved it over to the big Island. It was in Oahu to begin with. And they moved it over to the big Island in 82. And that's just, there's just something magical, mystical about that, that Island. And I've, been there 11 times qualified 11 times but this was uh this was uh ironman Lane. i want to say it was 2016 i don't know i can't remember quite what year it was but i i ended up you know placing on the podium and i didn't even look at the the time results i didn't even know i was flying home and my friend texted me and she says you let somebody beat you by 20 seconds and i about threw up i'm like what I had no idea. I, I mean, I didn't even, you know, then when you can look at where she started, it's not her fault, you know, that she started, you know, behind me. I, you know, you, you, you seed yourself in the swim. You know, I'm a strong swimmer. So now, so I start up in the front with the stronger swimmers. Well, she's a weaker swimmer. So she started in the back. Was, nobody did anything wrong, but it was just, to me, it's, it, it's really taken so much joy out of, out of racing when you're you don't even know where your competition is it's in a in a fix the complaints are such that well you know we want to make it safe we don't want anybody to get hurt or scared in the swim and you know my response is it's a freaking iron man you know if, if you're scared start in the back it, it's I, you know I, nobody's making you start up front yeah i mean what's perceived safe right it's an iron man it's not meant to be easy or safe in the sense that you know, it takes a lot of grit and endurance to even do one. It's not going to be your, you know, your everyday average Joe is not going to show up to that kind of race. It's going to be people who want to be there and have that, you know, harder mindset and willing to accept the challenge type of thing. And the other fix for Ironman would be, how about if we're competing for Kona slots, how about you let the age group waves at least go together? You know, then, you know, we at least know where our com competition is, so to speak. There was a time where there was body marking, which they've stopped even with COVID, um, where you'd have to write your age on your, your calf. So at least we'd know, you know, who's who out there. And we don't even know that anymore. So it's just sort of like, well, it's just one big participation medal now, um, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, it didn't used to be that way. It used to be, it used to be a wonderful thing. <laughs> How do you game plan or, you know, war plan going out for something like that? Go as hard as you can, as for as long as you can. I mean, that's just, that's the only thing you can do at this point. You know, you just, you have no idea where you are in relation to anybody. So all you keep thinking in your head is every second counts. 
and it does. And, it, and I'm not the only one. I am not the only one by a million years that has missed a slot by a few seconds because we didn't know. You know, there's, there's, there's a bunch of us. And I think it'd be more fun to have, you know, a, I mean, shoot, there, there was a, you know, a finished sprint in the, you know, 90s in, in Ironman New Zealand for the actual winner for the pro men. And that was, you know, exciting. That's a race. And now it's just like, you don't know where you are. You don't know where anybody else is. So you just go as hard as you can. That's all you can do. Yeah. So I know you've been to Canada, Brazil, Japan, Germany, Austria. What's kind of been the uh, best country you've been to? Uh, New Zealand, for sure. Heads and tails above any other country. Nicest. Now, I'm not dogging any other country, but New Zealand just stands head and shoulders above. They're so chill. It's so pristine. It's so beautiful. I stayed there about three or four weeks. And at one point, I've been there a couple of times. Um, at one point, I had the special needs bag we talked about, which included all my nutrition for, you know, the bike and the run. I thought it was at the swim start. You know, you just drop it off, jump in the water. I was wrong. You know, people make mistakes. And uh, it was turned out it was about a mile or two away. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get there and get to the swim start. And uh, some random guy, he's like, you're in New Zealand, mate. Just, you know, give me the bag. And I'm like, okay, I'm just handing my bag to some random stranger hoping they drop it off. And they did. You know, I mean, they were just, couldn't have been any nicer. I, I went over there one time. I was supposed to have a homestay where you, as a pro, you could stay with families and so forth. And I had gone over about a week or two early to stay with a friend of mine. Well, something happened. She got stuck in another country and she couldn't get visa problems, whatever. I land in Auckland and I'm like, where's my friend? And <laughs> where am I staying for the next week? <laughs> and the, the power grid had gone down in Auckland at that time and they didn't expect it to be fixed for another month. So, you know, everybody's having to stay in hotels and I'm like, Christ, there's not even anywhere to stay. And I called up my homestay family. I'm like, hi, guys, I'm here like a week early. And like, oh, and they, I told them what happened. They said, oh, come on, no big deal. It was just, they're just, the, just, just a beautiful country and just the nicest people. I just thoroughly enjoy that place. But a favorite race is definitely Kona. Which I guess, circling back to Kona, obviously it's been in Hawaii since 1978, but you've ran it an amazing 11 times to include an age group win, fifth in the age group, and so on. What would you say has been your best experiences and your most challenging experiences? Wow. Um, I think the most memorable experience was they have the trade winds sometimes blow pretty hard out there. And I think we had 50 to 60 knot winds and we couldn't even take our hands off the handlebars to grab a bottle of water. And the volunteers actually made a human chain to block the wind so we could get a bottle of water, um, which was just insane. And I was coming back, uh, past a turnaround, I don't know, probably had 40 miles to go. And a gust of wind literally just picked me up and slammed me down. Um, and the next thing I know, I just kept hearing this whoosh, whoosh. And I'm like, well, that's nice. This is peaceful. So nice and quiet. And I'm like, whoa, wait, the, what's happening? And there were bikes oh. just blowing by me. You know, nobody's stopping. <laughs> it's the world championships. <laughs> so I got up and it turns out I didn't realize it. I had a concussion, a broken wrist. And because I couldn't figure out why my hand didn't work. 
And I'm like, well, you got another one. Change your back wheel because that would, you know, that was flat. My bottles are out in the Pacific somewhere. The only thing that stopped me from going over a cliff 500 feet down was a guardrail. Thank God I hit that. I know, right? And uh, so I soldier on and I, I get to the next aid station and it was run by some military, like, you know, ROTC or something. And and they're like, well, ma'am, we're sorry, we're out of water. I said, no, you're not. I said, there's bottles on the ground and there's a garbage bag full of water. Let's go. I need water. Wow. They're like, they're like yes, ma'am. <laughs> but I, I mean, I know what I was doing. I had a concussion for God's sake. So that was probably my most memorable um, but it's just, you know, the Aloha spirit is, is no joke over there. When I, one of the first times I went over there, I was broke kid, you know, paying my own way. And, um, back when they did bike inspections to make sure you're before they worried about the liability of that, <laughs> they would inspect your bike to make sure it was actually roadworthy. And my crank had cracked and they're like, well, we can't let you race like this. And I'm like, well, that's unfortunate. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> and to get a you know to buy a new crank set was like you know a couple hundred bucks and I mean I didn't have a couple hundred bucks <laughs> to my name and um, one of the guys that worked at the bike shop I mean I'm just about in tears and I've made it all this way and now I can't race and he says tell you what give me your number he put his cranks on my bike so I could race wow yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, that's just why I love Hawaii because it's just, that's just, you know, we're, we're all here to help each other because we want to, we're the best of the best and we want to race someone at their best. We don't want to win because of a technical, you know, problem. And so everybody is, yeah, let's, let's get you at your best and then let's rock and roll and, and have a knockdown drag out. When the first time I podiumed, I mean, we were in a line and we knew who we all were and we're coming back into town. And I'm like, I'd seen how many, you know, the people going by and we'd been trading places. And I'm like, Jesus, I'm right there. Fifth and sixth, fifth and sixth. We kept going back and forth, fifth and sixth. And I finally, you know, gutted it out for fifth, which was the last podium spot. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I finally made it. So, and then I ended up a couple of years later, winning my age group so that was pretty cool too so i mean i know with the gasparilla distance classic you've had a few podium finishes gasparilla has been a love hate um i i think bayshore sometimes loves me and sometimes hates me <laughs> just kidding the the first gasparilla i did i don't know i think i was just started running i had no clue what i was doing you should see the picture i have like this cut off t-shirt um a bandana around my head for a headband <laughs> like an idiot and back then it turned around over it, it, it didn't basically went down to gandhi and back but um i don't know what i was thinking but i turned around and we start heading back and i'm i'm like really tired and i asked this guy i'm like like how much farther is it and he's like you see those buildings and i'm like uh you know downtown tampa and i'm like yeah he's like yeah it's there i'm like oh god <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> I mean, what a stupid question to ask in the first place, but the answer wasn't much better. Um, you know, I and I've I got better, and they had um, the uh, they stopped offering a pro purse, and I just got lucky enough to once they stopped that. You know, people like Greta Weiss, you know, has won it. Uh, you know. But, very impressive runners. I am not in that league. So once they dropped the pro purse for the 15K, 
I was in the right place at the right time and, and won it. Um, and the press was giving me, you know, a hard time saying, oh, it's the slowest winning time ever. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not Greta White, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> and so then the second year, I'm like, you know, all right, well, and they say, well, what do you, what do you expect to, run, you know, run this year time-wise? And I'm like, I don't know, I took a guess, 52. Well, that was stupid. I never should have told the press at time. And and so I'm, I'm running, and it was kind of funny with the they they started the women's separately from the men back then and it was always in a different location somewhere in downtown tampa and i'm like christ i don't know where we're going and i'm like well hey moron you see the car with a little clock on it follow that and so <laughs> so i'm following you know the lead car and it kind of leads me through and we finally after a mile or so merge in with the men and i'm like cool we're with the men and um as i'm watching the clock and i'm i'm like Oh, 10K. That's cool. That's a PR. And it just was so easy back then. It just felt so easy. And then I'm watching the clock and I said, ah, nuts. I told him I'd do a 52. I guess I better pick it up. So, <laughs> so, so the second year, you know, I did 52 something. And again, they're like, well, this is a, you know, second, you know, second to slowest winning time. I don't know what they, they just keep saying how slow I was. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to shut them up this come this third year. And so I said, I'm going to do the 15 and the 5K, and we'll win them both. And I did. And nobody cared. <laughs> and they just told I was, a, you know, the, the third slowest winning time or whatever. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> but whatever. Um, and I had to come to terms with, you know, that was 30-something. Now I'm 50-something to getting slower, I guess, like all of us do at some point. And there were years where it was very, very hard for me to run Gasparilla because I was so much slower. Um, you know, I'd, I'd continue for years after that, placing in the top five, top 10, uh, winning my age group, not even placing in my age group. I mean, it was just, you know, it. now I'm in, in such a comfortable, happy place with Gasparilla. I just, I love it. And I don't, it, it took a while to get there, but um I think we all are all all of us are going to have to deal with that at some point in our lives if we keep running. You know, you well, you're a young you're a young kid, so you don't know anything about <laughs> this yet. But <laughs> believe me, Sonny, it'll happen. <laughs> but yeah, because you've ran it for the past 15 years or so. Ah, uh, yeah, something like that. How has Gasparilla grown from you know the past 15 years? I don't know. I, I it seems about the same um, to me. It, it, to me, it's just like one big family reunion. Um, you know, I, I I think, I mean, the medals have gotten more beautiful. The obviously the, you know, but I, other than that, I it, it's about the same. Um, you know, it's the same course. You're going down Bayshore, you're coming back up Bayshore. You know, <laughs> and I mean, some things have changed. They used to have the marathon. Now it's the half and. Um, I've done the I've done the four quite a few times, all four, um, and won that. I think I think I won it when they before they added the AK, and um, but I've won the Masters in that a few times. Um, but it's like by the time you get to the AK, it's like okay, can we just get this going and get this over with? <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> but um, it's 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 it really hasn't changed that much through the years. It's, we've had the same race director, so I I wouldn't expect much of a of a change and everyone on the board of directors are people i used to run track with so it's 
you know, why mess with success, I guess, you know? Yeah, it's a good point, which I guess hopping with, you know, kind of the theme of the road racing. How involved did you get in like the marathon race? Um, you know, oddly, during my most of my career, running was always secondary. I never did Boston because it was always the start of the triathlon season. I always did, you know, running. It was, quote, there used to be an off season for triathlon, believe it or not. Um, last race was always Kona. And you didn't start back up again till, you know, I mean, you could do New Zealand in March, but really not till April. St. Anthony's was always in, in, in St. Pete was always a season opener in, in April. So during that time, I just run for fun. And uh, when I did live in Atlanta, I mean, I'm just, I, I look back at some of my times. I'm like, my God, was that even, it was like another lifetime. It was, it just doesn't even seem real. And I, had done that would do the marathon on Thanksgiving day, you know, after doing Kona have no prep for it. I'm not training for it. Um, and it was just for fun. And I think, I think one year I was, I was sick. And so I was about, I think I was like three Oh five. I don't know. Um, and then I, the course record, I think was, I don't remember what the course record is. I don't know. I couldn't tell you it, it's hilly as all get out though. There is not a, a flat spot in Atlanta except for the track and <laughs> you're either going up you're going down and it's not just these rollers like we got here in florida they are some pretty significant climbing um so but i did know what the course record was and i remember coming around the corner i'm like huh again with the lead car i'm like gee i think i could get the course record why not so sprint for the finish get the course record um there was a i've done it three times and still hold the record um, they've moved the course and uh, around a bit, but uh, uh, one year was kind of fun. It, it, you in that race particularly, we were told no outside assistance, so you know you can't have things handed to you and so forth. And I remember I was did, did about fourteen miles with a girl who'd won it the year before, and um, she was just jonesing to take something from her husband because he kept he was right there ready to hand her something, and I was looking at her. You know, we're running neck and neck, and uh, I was trying to trade places with her for the front, you know, and she wanted to be up front. And I'm like, take the front. I don't care, you know, whatever. And uh, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> she couldn't get any nutrition. <laughs> and then finally, after about 15 miles, I'd had enough. And I said, well, I said, kid, I guess I'll catch you later. And uh, I guess you can get your food now. <laughs> that probably, wow. wasn't the, it probably <laughs> wasn't the nicest thing to say, but she was cheating. So I wasn't, you know, there's not much I can do about it other than, you know, let her know. I know you're cheating. And I just left her and, you know, that was it. I said, see, I'm done, done with these games. So, but it was just, it was a different time back then. I mean, people were tougher. People were, it was hardcore. It was, you know, I, I rode this morning with a group and, you know, people wait for you. Like if something happens, you know, or it, it was never how it used to be. I mean, it's like, you know, you have a mechanical out in the middle of nowhere on your bike, too bad. Hope you, you know. We don't even know. We don't even care. And the guys that I trained with were just as likely to, you know, punch me and shove me off the road if I did something they didn't like on the training rides, you know. Um, and now it's just a much kinder, gentler, but I wasn't, that's not how I was brought up. I was brought up, I'm in the North Georgia mountains riding with this guy. 
I don't know the route. I don't know where the water is. I don't know how to get back home. I don't know anything. And all I know is I got to stay with this guy or I'm screwed. <laughs> so it did make you train harder. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's better now. I think things are more, you know, there's so it's, it's so much more inclusive. I don't know if you looked at the numbers at, at Gasparilla, but in terms of women, um, which is really exciting, m many, many age groups, the women outnumbered the men two to one, um, which I think was really uh, exciting for me to see women really going from zero to, to 65 and, you know, just a couple in, a, in my lifetime, at least, you know, in a decade or so. It didn't used to be that way. It's nice to see that the growth in women, women's participation in a lot of running sports. I know through the running boom, through the 70s and 80s, you know, it started to grow, but at least here, like to the year 2000 and plus, the rate of women competing in the sport has skyrocketed. And that was one thing with, at least with my race, the Skunk Cape Night Run, which is again coming here in July, you know, I had nearly a 50-50% ratio between men and women competing in my race. So I was really excited for that. So when did you decide that you're going to go from the bike, the road to you know what, I'm going to spend a couple hours, multiple hours out in the woods. Well, you know, I've always, I, I always trail ran. I mean, even training for Kona. I mean, we never ran on the road for our long runs because we're trying to save our legs and from the pounding. Um, I was used to being out, you know, I've, I've, I've had some pretty bad days in Ironman and it's 14 hours, you know, 15 hours. Hell, I guided a, a, a visually impaired woman. It was 16 and a half hours, I think, 1645. So I've, I've been out exercising for that long. So I'm like, well, you know, how hard can this be? <laughs> a lot harder. That's how. <laughs> but like anything else, I'm like, well, this is a new cool challenge. And, you know, why not? Why not continue to push yourself? Was has always been my, you know, never take the easy way out ever. You know, just like today, you know, could I have stopped at three thousand in the pool? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I think I've done. I'm done enough for three. I said, well, guess what? You guess what? You just earned yourself another thousand for being tired. I'm like, okay, so I did four instead. You know. <laughs> So I guess that's, I mean, the mindset's the same, you know, if it's this, you know, the, just the ability to just to keep going. And, and the thing, you know, the thing I loved about, for instance, long play this weekend, it's, it's more of a, a survival challenge. It's, you know, leaning on your wits, your sense of direction, your, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a, a bunch of cops, you know, keeping you safe. I mean, you got to look both ways before you cross the road. You know, I mean, it's I'm not saying it's dangerous, but I'm I'm saying it's it's more self-reliant. But it's also you're relying on your your fellow your fellow man out there, too, where, you know, you can hook up with, you know, I hooked up with quite a few guys out there. Not that way. Um, but, you know, we working together and, you know, at one point it's like well, God, should I ask this guy in a truck if he has any water? I mean, you know, or is he going to shoot me? I don't know. So, <laughs> but, you know, with the, you know, vandals and so forth, this unfortunate time, you know, there was, there was no water on either end of the, the crew loop, which, you know, I expected, but I also blame myself. I'm like, you know, better, 
you know better. You're supposed you're supposed to be prepared, and and I wasn't. And uh, so I'm like, well, you got two choices: quit or keep going. And that's that's kind of like life. Anything. You're gonna quit. You can keep going. So just soldier th soldier through. And I had a, a guy on my tail, and and that's what I told him, and he completely agreed. And I said. Well, I'm with the right guy, so let's go. Keep going. And uh, it was, I mean, I loved it. I, 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 don't, I don't feel bad at all for there not being, you know, for course markings getting, I mean, that's, to me, that's a challenge. It's like, great, we're lost. Awesome. You know, I got this. I know our way. I know where we're going. I got the thing, the map memorized. I, I, let's do this. It, it, so it's, I think that's why I like spending hours and hours in the woods and you never know what you're going to find. And there's beauty in the woods. There's, there's peace, there's solitude, there's serenity as well. When you're on these, you know, training jaunts by yourself, you're out there for 30 some out miles, you know, it's just, you know, cool. Which, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's a, definitely a different feeling while you're out there. Mm-hmm. What was your first ultra? Was it Azalea, Daytona? Yeah, I think it was Azalea. Daytona, I I meant I wanted to do, and I don't know what happened. I got hurt or something. I couldn't go. Um, oh, sciatica. <sighs> got that the day before the race. There's just no way. There's no way. Um, so Azalea, it was here. The funny thing is, is, you know, my husband has, long story short, I won't go into why he had to have two valves replaced in his heart, but uh, he did. And he was in the hospital and uh, I really wanted to do Azalea and he says, go for it. And so many people have, you know, judged both of us for that. Um, and he's just, I, I can't, w without saying his name a thousand times, it's not enough how supportive this guy is uh, of me and his response was well what are you supposed to do sit here in the hospital and feel sorry for me i mean i'm drifting in and out of consciousness i'm on pain pills i mean there's nothing you can do go do your damn run so you know and i called him you know after i finished and i couldn't believe i won i was like are you crazy i won <laughs> i mean i wanted to quit halfway when when i heard i didn't even want to know i didn't even want to know where i was <laughs> i'm like i'm just going to keep running until they tell me to stop and then, you know, some nice, kind soul says, oh, you're halfway. I'm like, oh, God, I'm only halfway. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, you know, well, what would you do if you were in, in Ironman right now? You reset. You start over. Okay, you've only got 25 to go. You're starting the marathon. And you're already mile in. Rock and roll. Start over. And that's, you know, what God, that's just, it's just that kind of mindset. I don't know. And. I don't know all these people that finish and they look so happy and they're fresh. And I mean, I'm like, I couldn't even stand up and they're trying to take my picture with, you know, Winston, the race director, and he's awesome. And I'm like, I'm like I, dude, if you want this picture, I'm gonna have to be sitting down for it. I mean, and, and Paige, the, the gal who, that won the, the 12 hour, I had, I had to put a 50 mile thing on my, my thing. Cause I'm like at 12 hours that I could, I'm tempted to quit. I know if I, but if I know if I sign up for the 50 miler, I'm going to have to finish 50 miles. And she's like, I'm so delirious. I can't even find my car and it's dark. And of course my headlamp's dead. And, and she's actually stepping off the course 
going, well, let me help you. Let me help you find your car. And I'm like, I look at her. I'm like, wait a minute. Are, aren't you still racing? She's like, yeah, but it's okay. And I'm like, go back to the race. <laughs> I'm like, I'll find it. Don't worry, kid. Oh, she's a sweetheart. And she, uh, she was actually second in the, the four race challenge this year at Gasparilla. I got to, to spend a little time with her and she's just a sweetheart. But, um, yeah, so that was Azalea. And then I just, uh, like a moron jumped into skydive literally <laughs> um i had i had i was talking to andy don't don't listen to andy <laughs> i'd run 18 on thursday and i said gee andy i, I don't know what, what do you think about skydive he's like he says well i'm doing it i said great i'll do it with you well he was doing like the 50 he didn't tell me that <laughs> so i signed up for the 100 oh my <laughs> with no taper no no clue had no idea what I was doing. And uh, thank God Amy was there and, and helped Mark, you know, crew. You know, it's a it's a loop course, so that, that was very helpful. But, uh, oh, my God. I, the last lap, seven miles, I think took me like three hours or some ridiculous number. I'm just – and I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> and I'm like – and I keep telling Mark, I said, am I going to make the cutoff? Am I going to make the cutoff? <laughs> He's like, just keep moving. I don't know what to tell you, kid. <laughs> And uh, I made the cutoff, of course, and finished and sat down. And I'm like, can I have my belt buckle? And the race director's laughing. He's like, did you do the whole distance? And I just about wanted to punch him. <laughs> I'm like, you know I did. <laughs> so, and then, uh, yeah, then I, you know, races have your ups and downs. And I tried long haul and got pulled for hypothermia, which was definitely the right call. Um, Who was that? Long haul uh last not this year i couldn't do it because i got covid um i sure wasn't gonna bring covid to, <laughs> to the race <laughs> damn my own health <laughs> but um and i think the year before that i i got pulled out um and like i said wisely great decision um i had no idea what was happening next thing i know i was in a pickup truck on the way back to the start um <laughs> And then I, I, I was, it, it was, it was a smart call. I, I'm glad they pulled me out of it. Um, the other race I did was uh, Blackbeard's, which was a road um, down the Outer Banks. And since my husband's from North Carolina, I'm like, hey, this will be. Blackbeard was, um, was beautiful. Uh, we had a thunderstorm, a massive storm that came through in the middle of the night, and. Uh, the uh, race director was sending us emails, you know, shelter in place or quit or drop out or wait or whatever. And <laughs> I came up to a checkpoint. And, of course, I don't have email. I mean, I don't have my phone with me. And um, there, and Mark was there at the checkpoint. And, you know, they got my number. And I said, you know, it's pouring rain. And, and they're like, well, you know, we recommend you. You have to stop. And I'm like, what? what i have to stop i've come this far and she's like i mean well you don't have to i'm like okay goodbye <laughs> before they changed their mind i just took off <laughs> and uh you know i don't remember much of it that part of it um and it was kind of cool driving back i'm like wow this is a long way because it's point to point and uh there's so much of the outer banks i didn't see because it was the middle of the night but i <laughs> 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 guess if i were faster i would have seen more but um you know, so out of it coming up to the, the very end. And it was hilarious. I mean, I couldn't have been, you know, a couple hundred yards from the finish line. And some guy's like, oh, you look kind of tired. You want you want to ride my golf cor 
cart to the finish. I'm like, are you crazy? I'm not going to get disqualified now. <laughs> like 200 yards to go. And, you know, but it was, it was a, it was a, it was a fun experience. It was an exhausting experience. Um, but I loved it. I really did. And, uh, but it's, 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 a, it's, it's learning a whole new sport. It's, it's learning, you know, you can, you can go all out in Ironman or a marathon or whatever, because it's now I say only 26 miles. Um, you can't do that. And how to train differently. Um, you know, this 29 hour stuff is, that's a long day. And, uh, and these are aren't easy, quote unquote, easy flat races. I mean, this is not major vert. I'm, I am, I'm a, I'm a nobody in the ultra world. Um, but I'm having fun at it and I'm learning stuff and I, I don't know what else you can ask for, you know? And that's a good point because I know you mentioned age earlier. Do you mm -hmm. think this swapping out sports kind of brought that new life of athletics kind of to you? I think it, yeah. And I mean, on one hand, I, I, I wish I had found the sport sooner when on the other hand, I, you know, I, I didn't, wasn't even aware. I, I, I didn't think I could do it back then. I was aware of it, but I just remember going, Oh my God. I mean, 25 miles is hard enough. How do you do it four times in a row? <laughs> and, and I really, and, and that was the end of it in my mind. I was like, there's just no way, but you know, I'm not who I was at 25. Um, so much stronger, so much tougher. Um, and so much more willing to push to the ultimate, you know, to, to, to push myself. It's, it's, it's not, to me, it's not about winning, losing. It's about making the, each day harder than the last, you know, was, you know, basically the stupid old saying, you know, yesterday was the only easy day, you know, make today hard, you know, push yourself, grow. Sure. I could, I could settle and and I still am doing Ironman this year. Um, but it's really losing a lot of its luster with the fact that what I raced it earlier. And I, the sad thing is, is I just don't know how much time I've got with ultras, you know, at 53, how much, how much, how much longer can, can will my body hold out for hundreds, you know, which is what I want to do. Um, you know, I want to do Western States. Is that, is that ever going to happen? Hell, I don't know. 10 million <laughs> people want to get in the lottery. I mean, you know, take an act of God and, and that's kind of how I live my life. It's, it's not up to me. It's up to him. So if, if it's going to happen, it'll happen. If not, not, you know, but it's definitely something I want to do. And some, and there's some other beautiful other, you know, tons of them. There's so many I want to do. And, and it's like, well, damn it. You can only do so many hundreds a year. <laughs> You know, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really given me a new challenge in, in terms of when I did Florida, Ironman Florida in November, I, I hadn't even biked. I'll be honest. I hadn't biked, but maybe 20, 30 miles here or there. I think I did an 80 mile ride once and, uh, I did it for fun and I've never done an Ironman for fun. It's always been for, you know, balls to the walls, hardcore, I'm going to win, and, you know, I helped a guy change his flat. I gave a girl my jacket when she got cold, you know, on the, because you can take things from competitors. You just can't take them from outside. <laughs> um, so, 
you know, poor kid was wrapped in mylar. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. You got 20 more miles to run. Take my jacket. <laughs> you know, I'm, I got, I got a 10 K. I got this. And it was like, so to me, it was like, I'm not going to say Iron Man has lost its challenge, but I've done so much in it. You know, I, I raced pro. I've, 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 I've won so many races. I mean, I'm not, not bragging. I'm just, I, I'm just saying like I set my goals and I achieved them. And to me, ultras just have opened up a, a whole new world. You know, I love the mountains. I want to run in the mountains. You know, I want to run up and down rocks. <laughs> I want to fall. I want to get dirty. I want to get lost. You know, it's just, it's, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to, to just grow, I think, as a person and as, as an athlete too. Yeah. Cause it's a, you know, it's a new challenge in life as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess what advice would you give to you know, people in that who are kind of in the same situation? Well, but <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of transitionary period of kind of go for it between it. I just say, go for it. If there's some, look, as I'm learning, dreams are really few and far between in this world. I didn't realize that I pursued my dream of winning my age group in Kona, becoming a world champion with reckless abandon, uh, really at the price of everything else at, at some points, even my sanity. Um, but it was my dream and it was a big one. And I thought everybody had dreams like that and they don't. And so much of this world is just muddling through, just getting from day to day. And so if it's something you want to do, if it's a dream, recognize how rare to have a dream and don't waste it. Follow it. And you know what? As my old swim coach, he, he was 86 years old. And, you know, he, he wrote a, tons of, you know, uplifting stuff. But he always says, you know, reach for the stars. Even if you only hit the moon, you've, you've done well. And it's follow that dream. You know, talk to people. Get in with groups. You know, learn as much as you can. Yeah, I start, I'm a dumbass. I don't know what I'm doing. So, you know, I'll talk to anybody who will listen and say, hey, you know, what <laughs> advice would you give me, you know? except for Andy, <laughs> whose advice I'm not taking anymore. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, Andy. Um, but do it. Just do it. It's that simple. Yeah, those are always good things to live by. I think it plays through. In, I mean, running in, in Ironman is life. And it, it, sport equals so well to life. Life is hard. Life and and. Uh, let me tell you, nobody told me this, that it was going to get even harder the older you got. And it does. And it just gets harder and harder. But you get tougher and tougher. And it's not like it gets any easier, but you're stronger. And I, I, that, that's for sport, and that's also for life. And so if you can, if you can get strong through sport, I, you know, I never used to be outgoing. I was a shy kid that would never speak to anybody, look at anybody. I was... You know, I, it, it, it's how closed my world would have been if I had never, if I had never tried. And my kind of motto is, you know, you never fail until you quit trying. And um, so I'm, you know, and never quit. 
It's just that's just never. This is I'll just I'll never quit. You're gonna have to pull my dead body off that course <laughs> before I quit, and which is which has happened. You know, I've tried. You know, all last year I you know chased a Western States qualifier. I tried Twisted Branch, and I missed the one of the cutoffs by you know a couple seconds, and they're like too bad. And I just oh, it was just gut wrenching. But I'm like, I did my best. You know, I trained my ass off for it, and it is what it is. You know, another one I missed a cutoff. I, uh, I think it was IT. I didn't miss a cutoff. I think my, oh, it was, oh God, it was so wet. My feet were falling apart and medical pulled me out. They're like, you're not running another 26 miles on these feet. It's just not going to happen. And, uh, you know, I'm like, uh, so wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> wait, what, what, why are you, wait, why put that pen down? Why are you crossing my name off? <laughs> so it's all you know it's okay but it's like and i don't know if that's if that's the right advice for everybody and i i don't think you know everybody has to go you know 100 percent every day I, I i take rest days sometimes but i just think that if you have a dream it doesn't have to be 100 miles it, what if your dream's a 5k and and you've never ran a step in your life do the 5k you know that's all that's all this means it, you know like i said i'm i'm nobody these athletes are so awe inspiring to 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 run you know basically back to back mountain marathons in the times they do and you know 15 hours i'm like like mother of god i mean it, it's crazy for me to even think of how talented they are and the fact that, I mean, you're even talking to me is insane. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, it's the same mindset. I just, I just don't have the, uh, <laughs> I just don't have the legs. They do. <laughs> yeah, Laura, I appreciate you uh, coming on. Well, it's been, a, it's, it was a pleasure meeting you running that day. And it's been a pleasure knowing you ever since. And definitely my honor to, to get to speak to you about uh, my favorite topic. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Sport. Love it. So thanks so much. Hey, and there we have it. Episode 11 of the Florida Trail Runners podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Next up, I'm going to have a fun episode with a lot of the runners from the Gasparilla Distance Classic who did the Ultra Challenge. For the Gasparilla Ultra Challenge, it's four events in those two days. So on day one, you are doing the 15K first, and then you do a 5K. On the second day, you're running the half marathon, and then you're doing the 8K. So it'll be fun to hear you know, a lot of different perspectives on how people prepared. So until then, happy trails.